43. All aboard the mothership. Jerusalem had been cleared. The earth made way for the mighty spectacle. The heavenly city of Neo-Jerusalem descended from earth's orbit to the ground, crushing everything under its weight. It was a giant gem that shimmered with gold, topaz, and precious stones. The walls were higher than the eye could see. The earth was purged of unrighteous, and the faithful came out from hiding and rallied at the great city in front of the large pearly gates. The legions of Christ had erected thrones for Yadhovah and the elders of the holy flying city. All the dead who were slain for Yadhovah arose and stood witness as the Christ sat upon his mighty throne. He spoke to the great multitude outside the heavenly marvel. Behold, I make all things new. I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, he told the crowd of millions. Blessed are those who do my commandments, that they have the right through the tree of life, and may enter through the gates into the city. He pointed into the massive structure behind him, where the branches of the great glowing tree were protruding over the walls. Even from outside of the grand spectacle, the palpable power of the mighty tree could be felt by the bystanders. But outside are the dogs and the sorcerers, and the sexually immoral, and the murderers, and the idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. He preached from his mighty throne. I, Yadhovah, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Yadhovah told the massive crowd. They fell to their knees and faces and worshipped him. The inhabitants of the earth were judged. Those who Yadhovah deemed worthy were permitted into the great city. Those who were unfit were cast into the dimensional rift cut open by the archangel Michael's sword. They burned forever in the scalding lake of fire. The damned were cast in damnation, and the faithful sung praises to their lord, Yadhova the Christ. While seven rockets took flight in a V formation with a trajectory towards the moon, Yadhova gazed upon them with a smile. Technically, they're not on the earth during this hour of judgment, he thought, as he refrained from vaporizing Azrael and his clan out of the sky. Besides, there's still a thousand years worth of prophecy to fulfill. Perhaps Azrael will be useful again in the future, the Christ considered as the rockets escaped the earth's gravitational field and Yadhova's wrath. A boat called Hope pulled up on a shore nearby. It was a former U.S. Navy destroyer turned rescue ship. 111 passengers stood on deck, looking onward at the mighty spectacle that landed in the Mediterranean. The captain was a man named James, who survived the explosion that killed everyone in lesser heaven. By the grace of God, he was saved from the blast and escaped through an unauthorized tunnel. James later acquired a small boat via a large miracle that led him to a larger boat, which allowed him to ferry the faithful to the awaiting mothership. It's one thing to testify for Christ in the end of days. It's another to round up the believers and bring them to Yadavah himself. Yadavah scanned the crowd from his majestic throne. He turned to the man who 
who seemed like he was traveling for years. He had weary eyes and a mighty beard. Ah, James, there's a man who's seen his fair share of adventure and miracles. Come hither, brother, Yadhova invited. Lord, James kneeled before the Christ. I am not worthy, he pleaded. You kept faith in hard times. Every time you faced an obstacle, you conquered it with faith and prayer, he explained. You captained a vessel of hope to bring me the faithful. I beckon ye, please, enter, Yadhover gestured to the pearly gates. Thank you, Lord, Yadhover. It is a pleasure to serve you and your kingdom, James said before entering through the bright light in the pearly gates. And what about me, Lord? Duke Pennington asked on his knees before the Christ. My eyes are open. I see now, I truly do, he spat with conviction. I want to live for you now, die for you even, he said, tugging at Yadhova's flawless white robe. The time for tribulation has come and gone. Within those times, you misrepresented me. When the time came for you to die for your sins, you wrongfully committed in my name. You rebuked me to the world. Now, because you kneel here and grovel, I'm supposed to forgive you? Yadhova asked the Reverend Duke. Lord, Duke prayed in person. I killed millions wrongfully in your name, O Lord. Duke repented. I have drunk and fornicated with countless women. I have lied under oath, abused over office, and I have harbored racism and hatred in my heart against people with dark olive skin and hair that looks like yours. Duke confessed as he broke into tears. I am unworthy for everything I have done to the ones I hated. I was doing to you, he wept like a baby. Damn me if you must, Lord Yadhova, but please turn the fire down a little, he cried. I burn so easily, I have sensitive skin. He sniffled as he pleaded with his fingers folded. Oh, Duke, Yadhova shook his head at the kneeling man and at his majestic throne. What am I going to do with you? The Christ asked Peddington. 